Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you heard the bit a little bit earlier about RFK Jr. from 2007 calling Sean Hannity a toady. A corporate toady. And this was because of the whole climate change thing. And back in those days, RFK Jr. was a climate activist. And he believed in the climate crazy science and called people like Hannity a flat earther and a corporate toady. And I'm just wondering, and this hasn't been broached. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear what his, what his position is now. Considering his total mistrust in the scientific community as it relates to COVID, whether or not he has gone back in time and reassessed his view uh, of the science behind so-called climate change. We'll see. And and that would be wonderful. And I'm not quite sure I'm at the point where I'm going to necessarily hold him responsible for whatever goofiness he had back in 2007 if he has changed his tune and can be more illuminating and enlightening as it relates to uh, what went on back then, and 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 maybe tell us, you know, hey, um, maybe you can maybe you can be an agent of change in that direction too. As much as you have broken through regarding all the crack COVID science, you could really make a difference if you cracked on the climate science. American people, day after day after day. And we have a press that has completely let down American democracy. This is a full stadium of climate crazies. An entire, this is in 2007. That's giving us Anna Nicole Smith and Paris Hilton instead of the issues that we need to understand to make rational decisions in a democracy. Whatever happened to Anna Nicole Smith? Anybody know? Like global warming. And so I'm going to tell you this, that the next time you see John Stossel or Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity, these flat earthers, <laughs> these corporate toadies lying to you, lying to the American public and telling you that global warming doesn't exist. So, so I wonder if... Hannity remembers any of that, and, and I'm sure you know everybody kind of has their fights and everybody has their thing. But I wonder if if Hannity remembers that. Anyway, RFK Jr. fast forward to 2023, and he's on Hannity's show last night, and it's interesting because they got into this back and forth over Ukraine, and it appeared to me that RFK Jr. really has a. Uh, really has a a huge amount of knowledge about how the whole Ukraine thing came up uh, and seems to be way ahead of most people, certainly many broadcasters, even Sean Hannity, as it relates to how this thing actually went down and how it began. 
And so he's all and Hannity's kind of doing this whole Putin's the evil Putin, evil Putin, evil Putin thing. And RFK Jr. is trying to say, hey, wait, just look here. But look at what how this whole thing happened. And you'll see that actually it was the United States of America that really continues to keep this thing alive and keep this thing burning. And it is interesting, too, that, you know, here he is back in those days, and he was on to the press at that point, on to the news media, and and we're in the same situation we are now. And it's funny how back in those days when he was kind of doing the, the lefty climate change thing, he noticed that the media is as awful as we now notice the media is, although we've known it for a long time. But it was, that is an interesting point. So anyway, here he is then having his back and forth, and you notice that the audience winds up really cheering his side of the Ukraine story over Sean's. And by the way, just the good news is that that whole primetime lineup, I think, is back now in good stead as it relates to ratings. You know, when they first started, they were even getting beaten by MSNBC when this new lineup started, but now they're kind of back in the fold, which is good news, I think, for, for common sense, because I think that you can have your differences of, of how you feel about these these certain kinds of talents here, but uh, at least some of the information cracking through is good. So Laura and Jesse and and Sean and Greg, I think I'm glad they're, people are watching them. Let's put it this way. I'd rather have people watching them than somebody else. Let's put it that way. Anyway, this is how it went down. I don't like the fact that America is bearing the brunt and the burden of financing most of the war against Putin in Ukraine. I think we agree on that part. Why isn't Europe, why don't they ever step up and defend their own continent before they ask for U.S. involvement? And why would Joe Biden veto Poland giving Zelensky fighter jets to actually fight to win the war after they were invaded? Well, the more disturbing thing is that uh, on two occasions, the Russians tried to sign a peace agreement with Zelensky. Do you trust Putin? Do I trust Putin? No, but that's not... I, listen, I, I, I've litigated over 500 lawsuits. All of them end up with, or many of them end up with settlements or one or the other. And he never trusts the guy on the other side. Uh, you use language art, and you use the design of agreements. So Ukraine, to, to appease Putin, uh, Putin rather, who I think is evil, they've already given up Crimea. It was annexed. So what, they, now they have to give up the Donbass area? Uh, you know, they, Ukraine, because of our pushing the Ukraine into the war, on two occasions, they, they, in we, we pushed them into it, or did Putin well, let me made... tell you, let me, let me answer your question. Yeah. In 2019, France, Germany, and Russia all agreed to the Minsk Accords. That year, Zelensky ran for president. He was a comedian. He had no political experience. Why did he win? Because he, he won, ran on one issue, signing the Minsk Accords. As soon as he got in there, Victoria Newland and the White House told him he couldn't do it. Then Putin sends 40,000 troops in. That's not enough to conquer the country. Clearly, he wanted us to come to the negotiation. He wanted somebody to come to the negotiating table. Zelensky came to the negotiating table, signed a new agreement that was the Minsk Accords II in 2022, and that would have allowed Donbass to stay and Lugansk. 
the state to remain as part of, of Ukraine. We said Putin signed it, Zelensky initialed it, and Putin in good faith began withdrawing troops from the Ukraine. What happened? We sent Boris Johnson over there to torpedo it. Because we don't want peace with, we want the war with Russia. What a, what, what a, why are you blaming America's role in this? And, and uh, look, I, I am, Putin to me is an evil, murdering dictator thug, and when he leaves this earth, nobody's going to miss him. Let's be honest. Um, however, I think that Europe has a responsibility to protect their continent, and yet it always seems to fall in the United States. Yeah, okay, so... Hannity obviously didn't so get it, my son got or, or or he wasn't listening, uh, because because RFK Jr. spelled it out. He's like, well, I think he did hear a little bit because he took away from it that why are you blaming America? It's like because America is to blame for continuing on this ridiculousness in Ukraine in the form of billions of dollars of taxpayer dollars, which is why when people just think this is, well, we shouldn't be talking about this. We should talk about other things. No, 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 no. You know how many billions of dollars have been drained from our treasury for this nonsense over in Ukraine? Uh, it's not acceptable. And anybody who decides that it's not something to talk about, you ought to run away fast from them. Because this is a hugely important issue, not to mention the fact, as Judge Napolitano pointed out yesterday, that we now have reservists who are creeping around in Poland and beyond just in case because Biden has called them up. People who pretend that this is not a big story or not important are the same people who got us into Vietnam or looked the other way when we got into Vietnam. So make sure you don't go around those people who are simpletons and who believe that this is all nonsense to talk about. RFK Jr. is on to something, and if the United States of America, even through Boris Johnson and others, didn't keep this going on behalf of Raytheon and Blackwater and the military-industrial complex, it wouldn't still be going on. If, if, if Zelensky didn't, we didn't keep feeding this dog, he would have had to come to the table and make something happen. He has no reason to now. Well, sometimes the clueless news media, if, if at some point you can't, you can't avoid a story as much as you might try to avoid a story. And the crime situation is a great example of that. Welcome to All in the Morning. It's Common Sense Radio. Jamie Ullman here. And it, it, took, it took him a while. Uh, but, but CNN is finally on to the debacle that is San Francisco. But it's happening all over the country. And CNN actually did a story uh, about <laughs> not only... I mean, I'm laughing because it's this, the absurdity is crazy. The chains around the freezer cases in some of these stores. And they also featured the most robbed Walgreens uh, in the country. Check it out. From city leaders to an understaffed Oops, sorry. Francisco Walgreens, when he saw in the frozen food section this. Chains, heavy chains that went from padlock to padlock on both sides of the doors. And this was bizarre, something I'd never seen before. This is just more icing on the cake telling us 
that rampant crime is is has become a, a regular part of life. I, w- I wish when they interview people because they've done this before with crime. And usually, like, it's business owners or somebody complaining about crime or people in the neighborhood. I wish one of the questions uh, that a reporter would ask them uh, all the time, every time, the requisite question would be, who did you vote for? How do you vote? Who did you vote for? And again, at some point, you'd be getting somewhere because invariably, I'm not saying I judge people how they vote by the way they look, but this dude... San Francisco, he's got all the markings of a white liberal. And I'd love to know uh, whether he voted for, uh, as a chicken, for the wolves. So typical that in the 30 minutes we were at this Walgreens, we watched three people, including this man, steal. Did that guy pay? Did that guy pay? He didn't pay. They watched three people steal. Now, again, you're thinking to yourself, okay, so maybe that's part of the problem is you guys sat there and watched people steal. And that's really kind of a slippery type of slope there and and a, and a, and a slippery area there because I don't know about you, but there are a lot of people who really, if you get involved, uh, you could get killed. You try to shop a, uh, stop a shoplifter like that dude who was in the Walgreens who took a blowtorch in there and started just blowtorching off the locks on some of these uh, items that they have and just started piling them into his bag while about five people sat there with iPhones and, and taped him. But again, you know, it's easy for me to say, hey, how come you didn't move to stop the guy? Well, nowadays, these people will stab you. They'll stab you with anything. Plus, the guy had a blowtorch. That's your how that would have worked out. But, you know, you could you could get into some real serious trouble by intervening. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, what what are you going to do? I mean, that's why it was great when that Marine uh, tackled that idiot on the subway uh, because people had had enough. But I'm not quite sure whether or not you and me would fare very well if we decided we were going to just go and 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 try to stop some shop Walgreens says this Richmond neighborhood store with aisles of products like mustard locked behind plexiglass has the highest theft rate of all their nearly 9,000 US stores hit more than a dozen times a day when thieves turned to cleaning out ice cream and frozen burritos workers grew so frustrated they resorted to the chains they were ordered down by corporate because of the negative messaging but Walgreens isn't the only retailer impacted in San Francisco. You have to ask an employee for help. At this store, frozen food is controlled with a cable lock. Fake. And, and that's, that's the craziest part is, too, is that you're, you're having to ask a, a Walgreens employee for help. Now, any of you who ever, has ever been inside a Walgreens recently... You've got like one Walgreens person maybe behind the counter, uh, but but the idea of asking a Walgreens employee for help uh, is is uh, a kind of a crazy one because try finding a Walgreens employee. Flashes locked behind plexiglass, along with lotion and nail polish. At another grocery store, fourteen dollar bags of coffee. Under lock and key. What is this? Um, 
I don't know. I don't understand why coffee. And by the way, who's stealing coffee? Uh, and 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 is it, it it's so it's not like somebody who's homeless on the street. And who's stealing coffee? And 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 it looks like some of these are like coffee beans. So it's it's a it's a thief with a grinder apparently. Oh, no. here she is. But oh. <laughs> it's become kind of like a police state in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, maybe he's the problem too. Is is it he's complaining that everything is locked up? But he's not complaining about the criminals. He's complaining about the people who are doing the locking. And this guy, who clearly is dumb as a bag of hair, is is saying this is a police state. Uh, th- this is sometimes where you have some people who talk this way and think this way who have everything coming to them. You know what I mean? Oh, here she is. But oh. <laughs> it's become kind of like a police state. In San Francisco, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah, I know how else to describe it. it it's it's a uh, area that is uh, being with predatory criminals who are getting rid uh, getting in, uh, rid of your safety and your well being. That's what it is. I don't know how else to describe it except it's a police state. It's like, well, then you're not very smart, dude. It's not part of city life. It's not part of the way people should be living, right? And that includes. Folks who are committing the crimes. Marjan Philauer, mom of three, small business and community advocate, says these visible problems in her city are leading to renewed activism driven by residents, like the recall of the city's district attorney last year. I think what we've seen, uh, especially in the past couple of years, is less tolerance, more exasperation, and more movement to action by everyday San Franciscans to change how their city is run. Yeah. You might want to kind of consider one of their changes being uh, how you vote. <laughs> Not enough right now, but there is a change, and I think ultimately we will get there. San Francisco City Supervisor Matt Dorsey, former police spokesman and recovering drug addict, sees the rampant shoplifting as a systemic problem. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting what we can, and we'll take what we can get from CNN, but it's a pretty good picture of how some of the people, even residents, see things. And you got a guy who sees a lock on a case and decides it's it's a sign of a police state. Uh, that's the wrong direction. Good morning. It's Alman in the Morning, and it is Common Sense Radio. Jamie Alman here with you, and I am here with, well, it's, a, it's kind of like a family reunion of sorts, a different kind of family reunion. So... Let me tell you about Urology of St. Louis. I've had a uh, fantastic and indeed even life-saving relationship with them. Thanks to a couple of doctors there. One of them is Dr. Matt Spellman, who also happens to be my neighbor. And boy, does he put up with a bunch of garbage from me as his neighbor. But love the guy and love what they have done for me. And now you have the Sinclairs. And, of course, over the years, I have purchased many cars from the Sinclair family. And so me, Dr. Matt Spellman, and Tony Godfrey from Sinclair Buick GMC are all together now offering you a huge and potentially life-saving chance to get a free, totally free, prostate cancer screening. And, you know, September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. 
and Urology of St. Louis partnering with iHeart and with Dave Sinclair Automotive Group to conduct free cancer screenings right there at three different locations. Dave Sinclair Buick on the 7th of September, Dave Sinclair Lincoln St. Peter's on the 14th of September, and Dave Sinclair Ford on the 21st of uh, uh, of September. So first off, out hey, of the baby. box, how you guys doing? Thank you for joining me. Appreciate you. Jamie, this Thank is Tony. You. Just uh, one correction real quick. Yeah. The, uh, the dates are uh, September 6th for Dave Sinclair Buick, September 13th for Dave Sinclair Lincoln and St. Peter's, September 20th for Dave Sinclair Ford, and okay. September 27th at Dave Sinclair Lincoln and Manchester, all four Wednesdays in September. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that correction because I have right in front of me all these dates and it's all a day off. So sorry about that. But we'll we'll make sure that it's all because I've got this news release that has those dates on it. So I'm sorry about that part of it. But we'll get it all together because if you guys uh, go ahead and uh, check out Urology of St. Louis's website or the Dave Sinclair Automotive Group website, it's all going to be up there uh, for you. Uh, Dr. Matt Spellman, first of all, hello, my brother. How you doing? I'm great. And it uh, it is not a uh, it's it's a great thing having you as a neighbor, Jamie. I, I enjoy it tremendously. <laughs> yeah. And now you uh, you used to run the neighborhood so often. Now your son runs the neighborhood, and he's he's literally an Odonist as he runs through the neighborhood. So oh yeah. I've just uh, I've just tremendously enjoyed having you. We're, we're actually two houses apart, and it's uh, it's been a blast. Yeah, man. I tell you what, Spellman family's awesome, and uh, and Dr. Matt. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, it's the pro- prostate cancer. First of all, this is a blood screening, so it's not what you guys might think of when you think about prostate cancers uh, or screenings. Uh, but but this is so important, and actually one of the things that a lot of guys uh, miss. Correct. Correct. This is uh, first of all, you, you you hit it right on the head. It's a blood test. This is just stone cold easy. You don't have to fast. You just have to come in and get a blood test. And what, what, what the test checks is a protein that your body makes. Your prostate's like a little manufacturing plant that makes a lot of proteins. It's a gland. And on a layman's term, as the prostate's more active, it will make more of this PSA. And one of the activities that we don't want, obviously, but it's very prevalent, uh, about one in six men over the course of their life could get diagnosed with prostate cancer. But this protein uh, becomes elevated when, when there's a prostate cancer. So if we check it and it's elevated, then we get you into one of our 20 offices across the Metroplex and we figure out what's going on. And then we have the service line of ancillary services, doctors, over 20 of our doctors take care of prostate cancer. And you know what you have to do is you have to get the test for us to help you. So if we can figure this out and we can get this going and we can help a lot of guys, uh, there's just no doubt since uh, the Sinclair family started this screening process um, that we've saved lives. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about hundreds of patients every year getting screened. We find cancer and we've cured cancer and taken care of a lot of patients because these folks have, have made a commitment to doing this. Uh, so it's just been a, it's been a tremendous event. I think we're working on 17 years of doing this. Yeah. And as you point out, uh, prostate cancer uh, is highly treatable, uh, but but the important thing is you got to you got to catch it because if you don't catch it and it can advance very quickly and and it it seems to me that there aren't too many if any visible or apparent symptoms that are going to be obvious to you correct correct if if you get to the point where you're having symptoms 
it's more significantly risky that the cancer's already spread. The other way to say it is if we get to you and we get a PSA check and it's elevated, it's highly likely we're going to find the cancer at a much, much earlier stage in a much more likely event that is going to be curable or at the very least very treatable. So, you know, we're looking to cure people. You know, we're looking to help them and we're looking to find them early. And you're right. The PSA will have a lead time that generally is far in advance of any symptoms. I gotcha. And is there any age, and we're talking with Dr. Matt Spellman from the Urology of St. Louis Partners, uh, is there any, is, it, is there an age time, or can, or is it, is it any age that ought to be screened? I, I, I think it's a great question. I think you, it, we need to make it simple for folks so that it makes sense. Generally speaking, any male in their 40s should start with a PSA. And we used to worry a lot more about whether a patient had family history, which is obviously very important. But really, to get that initial PSA in your 40s makes a ton of sense. And then as you mature through life, as you make it into your late 60s and 70s, if the PSA has already been normal advancing through those ages, there's going to be a time when you can stop worrying about it. But really, any male advancing through life, especially getting into their 60s and early 70s, should also still think about having a PSA. So we, we don't think there's a time where you really shouldn't check it, but we know there's a time where it makes sense to at least get a baseline and see where you're at. And then, you know, based on the, on the level of what the PSA is, then we make some recommendations about how anxious to get about follow-up or, or, or other workup. And so, you know, sometimes a guy comes in and the PSA is stone cold normal, and we can tell him, you know, we really, we really are confident the next three to five years you may not need to check this. But very often it turns into kind of a yearly blood test that's just very easy to check. Yeah, no doubt. Dr. Matt Spellman, yeah, definitely. Urology of St. Louis and the Sinclair Automotive Group, of course, hosting three every Wednesday in September. These Wednesdays in September, the 6th, the, tw- uh, the 13th, and the 20th, 20th. And it's from 4 to 6.30 p.m. So you guys can go there right after work. No worries, nothing there. Tony Godfrey with the Sinclair Automotive Group and uh, Sinclair uh, Buick GMC. Buddy, first of all, thank you for having an awesome dealership and an awesome automotive group. And what was what, was what prompted the, the Sinclair Group to get involved in this? Well, Dave Sinclair was my father-in-law, and he was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer close to 20 years ago. And uh, they found it early enough to where um, he got treated, and he was fine after that. And he thought, why not do this? All Everyone at the dealership, all males at the dealership should do this. So he made us all get in line, sign up for a, a PSA test, and then he expanded that out to, to uh, his customers and the St. Louis community. And he thought it was important, and uh, it's, it's an easy way to, to save a man's life, he said. Right on. Certainly a legendary name uh, in St. Louis and legendary dealerships all over. And uh, thank God he caught it early. And again, it's not something that people think about. Uh, and and you, you kind of put it off. And a lot of people don't wind up just kind of getting their regular uh, doctor's appointments in and all that kind of stuff. And especially uh, during COVID, people were staying away uh, from medical facilities and doctors and things like that. But now's the time to get right back into it. And uh, the Sinclair family knows how important that is. That's for sure, Tony, right? It's it's uh, nice and easy, Jamie. Uh, it's a walk-in. You don't need to, to make an appointment. Uh, you just walk into the showroom floor at any one of these four locations, and you can have the test done and get your results back in less than 
a week to 10 days. That's great. I really appreciate you guys being part of all this. And uh, and thank God that obviously it paid off for the family, uh, for the Sinclair family when Dave uh, wound up catching this super early. So, Tony Godfrey, really appreciate you guys. And is there a, is there a main website people would go to for all the info on this on the screening here, guys? Or do they just go to Sinclair Automotive Group and Urology of St. Louis? You can go to DaveSinclair.com, and it's on there. And then I'm, I'm sure uh, it's on the Urology's website also. Yes, we'll have it on our website, and we'll make sure that uh, yeah. you know the process we get. You get the blood test, and then our website also has a ton of information for people that are curious. Um, if you're PSA, you know we have a physician that'll review all these PSAs free of charge for you, and obviously then we will reach out to patients that we think are at risk and offer care. And so it won't just be you'll get a blood test in the mail and not know what to do with it. This will be a follow through, and 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 we'll make sure that these things. Uh, these things get followed through in a way where you have access. So yes. uh, you, 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 you are right, Jamie. There's been this tremendous kind of tick uh, in healthcare that, um, that, you know, coming out of COVID and coming out of, you know, getting back to getting in a comfortable position, position to be, you know, with physicians in these healthcare um, um, uh, locations. Uh, this is perfect. It's just a perfect event to help folks kind of, get back and make sure that they're not missing something silly. Yeah, no doubt. And just real quickly, Dr. Matt Spellman of Urology of St. Louis, you, how recent is the dawn of the of the PSA test? Because back in the day, the old days, you know, we all know what the whole prostate cancer exam was all about. And this has really opened up a lot of doors and probably saved a lot of lives because there are some people who just avoid it for that reason. But the PSA test kind of created some kind of uh, groundbreaking moment, I think, right? Uh, it really did. And, you know, the test really came out in about the late 80s, about 88. And then it took us through the 90s to kind of understand, you know, what it really meant. And then the, the fallacy is to think that every elevated PSA is a cancer. You know, what it really does is gets the kind of the horse to the water, right? It, 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 it's a test where if it's elevated, then we need to figure out if its elevation is actually being caused by cancer. It's been a tremendous success in the medical community leading to the, to the patients about what we do now. So we're, gonna, we're going to find, you know, 300,000 patients with prostate cancer this year. And a lot of that has to do with being aggressive about screening with the PSAs. And if we do these screenings right with the Sinclair Auto Group, we're going to find some more cancers and want to help some more people. So it's, 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 a, it's a test that has led to saving lives. There's yeah. no doubt about it. All right, you guys, uh, Dr. Matt Spellman of Urology of St. Louis and Tony Godfrey of the Sinclair Automotive Group. Thank you guys a ton for what you do and really appreciate you taking care of my listeners and beyond. So uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Best of luck in September. Thanks very Thank much, you, Jamie. Jamie. All right, you guys, that is uh, Common Sense Radio, Allman in the morning, and 314-566-6104 is your phone line for anything you want to talk about from what you have heard today. Good morning this morning. It's Common Sense Radio. And I have to tell you, people, when it comes to uh, the story that we saw on CNN and the people who were complaining and who were talking uh, about all the locks on the refrigerators and everything else, I got to tell you, this is one of the dumbest people I saw was the dude who called it a police state when he saw locks on freezers. I go, dude, that's not the problem that you have in San Francisco. 
And by the way, I want to remind you all that you're racist. In case you didn't, uh, you you weren't reminded yesterday with uh, the world famous Joe Biden Emmett Till speech. And in this speech, Joe Biden regurgitated a lie about coming out of the civil rights movement. And at some point, my goodness gracious, when are black people themselves going to come out and express their disgust over Joe Biden's continued lies about his role in the civil rights movement? That's what he said yesterday. I've said it before. It was a lesson I learned of coming out of not like real leaders in the civil rights movement, but I came out of the civil rights movement as a kid. as a public defender, and I used to. Uh... So I came out of the civil rights movement as a kid, as a public defender. Let's go back in time and listen to Joe Biden. This is around, I don't know, in the, in the 80s. Uh, Joe Biden explaining... That, no, I really actually wasn't really, I didn't march in any civil rights movement at all. I was just... During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool. Oh, not, not in the public defender's office. Okay. So I, so I guess he dropped the I worked at an all-black swimming pool for his Emmett Till speech. I guess that was it. In the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what what they were thinking, what they were feeling. Oh, my goodness. I mean, people, I'm telling you, and you have to actually kind of watch the video to really to really understand and appreciate the disingenuousness of this dude. And and, and it, it confounds me as to how he made it as far as he did being this this fake. I mean, even like fake people who are just not experts at being fake, you know, so, sometimes those people are flagged early on. Uh, but man, he had he has the phoniness down. But I but I, I still it still confounds me. Like sometimes, though, uh, people can't be like that stupid to be hoodwinked by this flim flam man. But but they have been. Uh, for decades now. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. I was a suburbanite kid who got a dose of exposure to what was happening to black Americans. When I, in my own city, worked there, one of the only white employee is the only white lifeguard in this the 13 or 14 lifeguards. Yeah, I, but, but I, thought it was, I thought it was as a public defender, Joe. Uh, that, that that's what I thought you were saying. I was in the civil rights movement, but I came out of the civil rights movement as a kid, as a public defender, and I used to as a, a kid as a public defender. But you're saying here, uh, old Joe is saying you were you were a kid, but you were a lifeguard. It's like I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. I was a suburbanite kid who got a dose of exposure to what was happening to black Americans. When I, in my own city, worked there, one of the only white employee, as the only white lifeguard in this 
the 13 or 14 lifeguards to find out that many of these guys lived in that city their whole life, a small city, and never knew a white man. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I can't believe that this guy hasn't been tripped up by his own misrepresentations and phoniness. It's, it's shocking to me. Anyway, on that note, people, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget Father Tom bright and early tomorrow morning. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.